100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, PreserveCast is honored to share remarkable stories of suffragists within each episode this year. Beyond the Ballot is supported by Preservation Maryland, Gallagher, Avilius, and Jones Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. To learn more about influential women, past and present, or to donate, please visit BallotAndBeyond.org. This week on Ballot and Beyond... We'll learn about legendary abolitionists and suffragists Frederick Douglass and Frances Ellen Watkins Harper, read by Shante Daniels, Executive Director of the Baltimore National Heritage Area. Abolitionists to Suffragists Frederick Douglass, Frances Ellen Watkins Harper Women played an active role in advocating for an end to slavery, but faced gender discrimination from their abolitionist peers as well as the general public, who felt women were taking too vocal a public role. Many white abolitionist women began to draw comparisons between the nation's treatment of enslaved persons and the legal discrimination against women. Frustrated by the sexist treatment by fellow abolitionists, Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Lucretia Mott convened the first Women's Rights Convention in Seneca Falls, New York in July 1848. The convention drew 300 men and women who collaborated to produce a Declaration of Sentiment that was modeled on the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration proclaimed the equal rights of women and men and detailed the many abuses facing American women. A key figure in drafting of the Declaration was nationally known abolitionist Frederick Douglass who had been born into slavery on Maryland's eastern shore. Douglas was a critical ally for Elizabeth Cady Stanton and her bold decision to propose a resolution calling for women's enfranchisement. Frederick Douglas was the lone man in the attendance who supported the resolution. This important moment marked the beginning of a fragile, racially, mixed coalition of men and women who sought expanded rights for all people, including the right to vote. In 1866, Douglas, Stanton, and Susan B. Anthony formed the American Equal Rights Association, AERA, to secure equal rights for all American citizens, especially the right of suffrage, irrespective of race, color, or sex. The more inclusive organizations had the support of African-American activists like Frances Ellen Watkins Harper. A published poet and author who had been born free in Baltimore in 1825 and campaigned around the country for temperance, abolition, and women's rights in an attempt to create social unity after the American Civil War. The AER members, like Harper, believed it was the right time to integrate gender, race, and class-based advocacy in a broad push for equality. With the passage of the 15th Amendment in 1870 that granted the vote to black men but not to women, 
an integrated and holistic approach for equality would never coalesce. In fact, many suffragists opposed the 15th Amendment, refusing to accept that black men would have the right to vote before white women. The unification that Douglas and Harper sought would not happen, and racial tensions would echo throughout the remainder of the women's suffrage movement, and often dictated a separate course for white and black suffragists. As the segregated movement proceeded, Watkins Harper would found the American Women's Suffrage Association and served as vice president of the National Association of Colored Women, among many other civic and literary achievements. Watkins Harper died nine years before the passage of the 19th Amendment. Her spiritual approach and her activism rings clear in her poem, Songs for the People. Songs for the people. Let me make the song for the people. Songs for the old and young. Songs to stir like a battle cry whenever they are sung. Not for the clashing of sabers, for the carnage nor for strife, but for the songs to thrill the heart of men with more abundant life. Let me make the song for the weary amid life's fever and fret till hearts shall relax their tension and careworn brows forget. Let me sing for little children before their footsteps stray, sweet anthems of love and duty to afloat over life's highway. I would sing for the poor and aged when shadows dim their sight of the bright and restful mansions where there shall be no night. Our world so worn and weary needs music pure and strong to hush the jangle and discords of sorrow, pain, and wrong. Music to soothe its sorrow till war and crime shall cease and the hearts of men grown tender girdle the world with peace.